Good evening. Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trainice McNeil. I'm your host for the evening. As always, it's a pleasure to be back before you guys yet another week to share with you what God has shared with me to bring forth empowerment, enlightenment, and just to encourage you that you can do it, that you can do it, that in spite of your imperfections, that God will still use you. Why? Because we are perfected through Christ. We are perfected through Christ. That is what this platform is about. That we encourage that we are going to finish our God-given purpose with the strength of the Holy Spirit. So let's get into word of prayer and we can get into a review of what we talked about last week. We are currently on our I Am, um, I Am series and we started that about a couple of weeks ago when I came back before you guys. And we're going to continue with tonight's topic, which is I am healed. I am healed. And God is truly taking me a different direction with this particular subtopic, I am healed. And this is not going to be just done in one night. I can tell you it's going to be at least two parts because God wants me to shed light on um, examples of uh, healings that Jesus Christ has done and then shed light on the different types of healing so that we can understand that there are different types of healing and um, to understand where you are and in your life if you need um, if you need holistic healing, if you need um, healing of the mind, if you need healing of the body, if you need healing of the spirit. So we're going to get into those things. But again, let's say a word of prayer before I get ahead of myself. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you, Holy Spirit, God, for your presence. God, we thank you, Father, God, for being here in the midst right now. God, I ask that, Father, God, she would take complete control, Father. God, I ask that, God, that she would decrease me, Father, God, and may you increase heavily, God, in this place. Holy Spirit, I thank you, God, for the word, God, as you download to my spirit, God, to execute the Father, God, and speak life into your people, Father. Holy Spirit, I thank you, Father, God, that if there's anything, God, that you want to take control and to and share the Father, God, through me, Father, that maybe it's not in my notes, Father. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would just simply have your way. God, I thank you, Father God, that for each and every person God is watching um, this evening, God, that is listening, Father God, and shall listen in the future. May they truly, God, be receptive of what you have to say, Father. May they not allow their hearts to be hardened in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that they will share, God, the good news of Jesus Christ, Father, and that they will share that, Father God, that you are a healer, that you are a way maker, and that you are a redeemer. And without you, Father God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is possible. But with you, God, all things are possible. So if Holy Spirit, God, I just give you all the glory, honor, and praise. And I thank you in advance that somebody should be changed. God, somebody's life shall be changed. God, somebody shall be healed, set free, and delivered in the mighty name of Jesus. May you get all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, again, welcome, welcome, welcome to Imperfectly Perfect Live on Instagram and on Facebook. Thank you guys for tuning in for another week. This is Imperfectly Perfect Live. We are currently on I Am series, and we have been first and foremost talking about who I am is, and that is God, God himself. That is um, the name, the self-given name that God has given himself, um, I am. And he, we learned throughout the beginning of the series that in Exodus chapter three, chapter three, verse 14, God revealed himself to Moses as I am, as I am. 
and we're just learning and that was through by way of the sign of the burning bush so we're learning learning different things about the i am and who he is because when the reason why god wanted me to break it down is i am um series is because when we learn who i am is and following that that's letting him know that god god is saying that whoever he is god he did whatever he is that we are that so last week we learned about i am chosen i am chosen why because god chose us i am healed why because god heals us any statement and that's why we have to be careful i think i believe we said that um a couple of weeks ago that we have to be careful of what we say out of our mouth because life and death is in the power of the tongue so whatever you say after i am Make sure that is what God says we are, who God says we are, versus what the enemy is trying to confuse us and trying to convince us to stay out of our mouth. So if you're saying I am poor, you are speaking that thing into the atmosphere. But if you say that I am rich, that I am wealthy, that I am successful, affirm yourself, encourage yourself. Yes, some people, you know, they feed off of the accolades of others. However, we have to learn how to affirm ourselves. There are, I know, for those of you that watch Ellen or, you know, just different talk shows, but on Ellen, it was, um, she had two guests and it was a, um, a father and a daughter and black father and black daughter and just seeing the black father affirming his daughter every single day, every single day, you are beautiful, you are loved, you are smart, affirming yourself. And I could say this, my my dear brother, Pastor Ulysses Pratt, just, just bless my heart. We work at Cornerstone Christian Academy and his lovely daughter, Anna Lee Pratt, just seeing him as a father, affirm his daughter and just saying a simple scripture philippians 4 13 i can do all things through christ that strengthens me having her to repeat that scripture repeat it repeat it more than once because when you say something you're speaking it into existence you're saying it by faith that i am so when we're talking about being healed, I am healed. You are declaring and decreeing that you are already healed. Even if it did not physically happen, even if you may not see it yet, but you have to speak it out of your mouth to show God that you believe it in your heart. Speak it out of your mouth to show God, I believe, I believe that I am healed. So let's go over a review, review of what we talked about last week. Our last topic was I am chosen. I am chosen was our last topic. And just to give you a definition of what I is, I is used by a speaker to refer to himself or herself. And am is first person singular present indicative of be. So when we say I am one, number one, you're talking about your own self. And when you say use the word am, you're talking about presently. We're not talking about our past. We're not talking about our um, future. 
we are talking about our present tense. Our present tense. So whatever you speak out of your mouth, what you're saying that I am, I am healed, meaning today I am healed. Today I am healed. So we talked about last week, I am chosen. And we talked about benefits of being chosen. Benefits of being chosen is eternal life. When God chooses you, you have the luxury of having eternal life. What is eternal life? Meaning forever. You will live forever. When this life is over, you will live forever. Why? Because you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you answered the call because it says many are called but few are chosen. Number two, you're heirs of God and co-heirs with Jesus Christ. That is powerful. And I'm not going to go into depth about this because you can watch the replay on Facebook or Instagram. And you can listen to it on our podcast um, channels as well. Number three, we are royal. We are royal. We talked about being a royal priesthood, which is in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 10 through 10, 9 through 10, excuse me. And then number four, we said, God has given us authority in our God-given purpose. When we know who we are in Christ, when we know what, why we live and why we exist, we will operate in authority that God has given us to complete our God-given purpose. Number five, benefits of being chosen is transformation, to be transformed, to have a new identity a new identity, that person that you once were, you're no longer that person anymore. So anytime the enemy tries to throw that back in your face and try to throw your past back in your face to try to say, oh, well, you were um, an alcoholic, you were a drug addict, you were a thief, you were a liar, you were a cheater, start think, throwing those things. But and when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you are cleansed, you are washed, you are made whole. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood that Jesus shed for you and me. Transformed by the renewing of your mind. And number six, we said the benefit of being chosen is we will never be defeated. The enemy will try you. Don't think that he won't try you because he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But God comes to give us life and give us to us more abundantly. So we are victorious when we are chosen, excuse me. So if you didn't, again, see last week's podcast, please, please go on Facebook. Um, I am Imperfectly Perfect is our Facebook page and Instagram. We are I underscore am underscore Imperfectly Perfect. And we are available on all podcast platforms. So let's get into tonight's topic, which is, again, I am healed. I am healed. And... Um, just a brief um, pause is that when God downloaded this series um, into my spirit, he was just saying like some different like affirmations um, that he wanted me to shed light on. And I didn't know. I literally <laughs> when God shared shared this series with me, I thought it was going to be like, oh, OK, I'm just going to like say everything like in one podcast. He's like, no, I need you to break this thing down and and truly um, drive it home every single week just so we can get clarity and get understanding because 
we are allowing ourselves to be, to have the spirit of depression, allowing ourselves to have the spirit of anxiety and the spirit of doubt to be upon us. Why? Because we don't understand who we are. And how will we understand who we are if we don't understand who he is? So that's why in the first week we talked about I am who is God and we started breaking down who God truly is so we can get an understand who understanding of who our creator is and the person, the God who has created us. And then we can understand um, how powerful he is and, and what he is capable of doing. He chose us. We had to understand first last week that he chose us and now we can get into our, the healing process. Now we can get into the healing process. So what does heal mean? Heal means to make free from injury or disease, to make free from injury or disease. And that's really um, talking about the physical aspect of healing. It also says to make sound or whole, to make sound or whole. And that's what we're going to get into um, later on talking about holistic healing is talking about being healed of the mind, body, spirit and the heart. That's what being whole is. Healing of the mind, body, soul, and heart. And the other definition I have for heal is to restore. This is the one that got me. To restore to original purity or integrity. To restore to, to original purity or integrity. It's something about the word restore. And that's why I was like, okay, God, I need to go a little, little bit deeper with this definition. What does restore mean? Restore is return someone or something to a former condition, place, or position. Return someone or something to a former condition, place, or position, meaning that in order to return to a former, meaning that was that was a condition that you already had, a place that you already were, a position that you already were in. So it's not saying that this is new. It's saying that I'm returning you to where you were already are. So if God is saying, I if God says say that you are healed, meaning that you are already healed. It's not saying that this is something new. God is telling you to say it, say this out your mouth because you are already healed. I am healed. God says, I am restoring the former condition, the place or position. Or in other words, bring back. Bring back, my God, everything that the enemy has done to you, God is going to restore, Mama Sorobokoya, restore the healing in your life, whether it's healing of your mind, healing of your heart, healing of your body, healing of your spirit. God is restoring that thing. And the more you say it out of your mouth, you are activating your faith. You're activating your faith. You're saying, Lord God, it may not have been revealed yet or may not been released yet, but Lord God, I am declaring, decreeing God that it is so. 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. That's my husband in the background. <laughs> I got an audience. Yes, Lord. So I am. I am healed by Jesus' stripes. I am healed. Restore. So as we continue to talk about heal, let's remember that word restore because they are hand in hand because heal again is to restore to original purity or integrity because even, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, even thinking about talking about to restore original purity or integrity, thinking about, and I'm going to be paraphrasing it, but listen, this is for you to go back and do your own studying time. But thinking about how Adam... Adam messed up. He allowed himself to disobey God by listening to the instructions of his wife. But what I love, my pastor Charles, he talked about this a couple of weeks ago in a men's conference. He talked about how everybody always blames Eve. Everybody always says, oh, well, Eve was tempting him and she was doing this and, and you know, I'm going to have a talk with Eve and I get to heaven because if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't be in this condition. But God gave instructions to Adam. God gave specific instructions to Adam to not eat from that tree. He said, you can have everything else, but this tree right here, don't eat from this tree. So the fact that God gave the instructions to Adam, he was responsible to be obedient to that and to lead his wife to make sure that she was obedient. He had the instructions to lead and to obey, but he allowed himself to be um, manipulated. He allowed himself to, to compromise what God said and disobey God. And because of that, they got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. And now they are they are in the when they didn't even have a life of sin, but now they have a life full of sin. And because of that, God says, you know what? Years later, he said, I have to sin my only begotten son to come down, die, be buried and rise again so that the sins of my children can be forgiven. He can make the ultimate sacrifice by shedding his blood because in order he had to be the lamb of God because during that time in the Old Testament, they sacrificed many of lambs. Every time they sinned, they had to sacrifice a lamb because the lamb was represent, representation of being clean, the blood of the lamb. So Jesus sacrificed his life so that we can be cleansed, made whole. And now when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, now we have the opportunity to repent. And guess what? You don't have to sacrifice a lamb every single time. Why? Because Jesus already made the ultimate sacrifice. He was sent as the second Adam to, to basically restore us back into the position that we once were. 
Adam and Eve were born without sin. They were born without sin. They were created without sin. Let me say created because God created Adam out of the dust of the ground. And Eve was created out of the rib of Adam. So they were created without sin. Pure. So going back to the definition to restore to original purity or integrity. To restore us back to having integrity is talking about character. For us to have the character of God. So God says, declare and decree that you are healed so that I can restore you back to who you already were. Back to who you already were and are. But you have to accept me, accept my son so that the restoration can take place in your life. So Jehovah Rapha, that is the God who heals, the God who heals. And even talking about God introducing himself. And that's what we're going to be talking about in the series as well. Talking about the different characters, characters of God, because God, again, he's saying, I am. That's his self-given name. I am. But God introduces himself as Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. In Exodus, Exodus chapter 15, verse 26 is when God reveals himself as the God who heals. It's not saying that God didn't didn't heal before then. It's God is saying, okay, now is the time for you to understand who I truly am. That I am the one, because sometimes when God has to make it plain and clear that this is my doing. Because sometimes when we don't, when we are not aware, and if God doesn't say, okay, I did this, or God doesn't make it known that he's doing this, you can sometimes in your flesh think that this is happening because of you. Especially when it comes to your job and you're working hours and you're like, oh yeah, I'm hustling, I'm getting money, I'm, I'm working different jobs and I got different businesses. And then you forget when you become successful that who did this for you? Who made a way? Who gave you, gave you the idea? Who gave you the creativity? Who opened the doors for you? Did you forget? And God has to humble us real quick to let us know, like, no, I'm Jehovah Jireh. I'm Jehovah Rapha. I am the I am. So that's when God is like, listen, let me let you know who I am. I am Jehovah Rapha, the God who healed. So we're going to talk about different um, places that is in the word of God that God mentions himself as Jehovah Rapha. So let's first go to Exodus chapter 15, verse 26 in the Amplified Version is the first place that God introduces himself as Jehovah Rapha. Exodus 15, chapter 26 in the Amplified Version says, saying, if you will diligently listen and pay attention to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and listen to his commandments and keep foremost in your thoughts and actively obey all his precepts and statutes, then I will not put on you any of the diseases which I have put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. 
my God, it's something about hearing I am that gets me every time. I am the Lord who heals you. And I want to backtrack a little bit because God is really um, stressing the, the fact that he wants us to be obey him. He says, if again, it says, and do what is right. He said, let me read the whole scripture again. If you would diligently listen and pay attention to the voice of the Lord, your God. A lot of times we do not pay attention. We're not paying attention. We're praying. We're interceding. We're like, Lord, God, I need your healing. Lord, I need this. Lord, I need that. But have you ever stopped and listened to the instructions of the Holy Spirit and what he's leading you to do? Have you ever stopped? Okay, after you're asking God for healing, have you asked him what he wants you to do? Maybe he wants you to go on a fast. Maybe he wants you to sow a seed to show him, um, to show him that you have faith. Because my God, whatever you, wherever your money lies is where your heart is. Wherever your money lies is where your heart is. So if you are sowing a seed, yes, the seed is going to the church that you belong to. However, God knows why you are sowing the seed. You're sowing the seed because you believe that God is going to, that God, that you are already healed. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for correcting me. That you are healed. You're saying, Lord, I activate my faith with this seed, Lord God. I am healed. I am. This is why we have to listen. Maybe God is going to use you to lay hands on somebody else. So while you're in the midst of waiting for God to um, heal um, you in the in the natural for it to actually take place, manifest, thank you, Holy Spirit, maybe he uses you to lay hands on somebody else to show God that, Lord, that even when, while I'm waiting, God, I can be selfless in this moment. And be used for your glory to, to make sure that healing is um, takes place in somebody else's life. Let's go back to the scripture. To listen to his commandments and keep foremost in your thoughts and actively obey all his precepts and statutes. Obey, obey, obey. Are we being obedient to God's instructions? Or are we... Editing, are we editing God's instructions to fit our our desires? Do we hear what God has to say? And then after God tells us specifically, because listen, God dots his I's and he crosses his T's. He does not leave anything out. Whatever he wants us to do, he's going to make it plain. To the point that you won't even really have any questions. The reason why we have questions is because we thought ourselves that it was going to go one way. And when God is telling us something different, we start asking questions like, well, God, I thought this. And God, what if I do this? God is like, no, I need you to go there. No, I need you to speak life into this person. I know you don't get along with them, but I need you to be obedient. There's a reason why I'm taking this direction. So it causes confusion when we 
are not obedient, if we simply obey God and follow him, we will be way better off. Let's go to the next scripture. One moment, one moment. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17 in the NIV version. We're talking about right now different places in the word of God. We're going over in the Old Testament, different places in the Old Testament that God has revealed as Jehovah Rapha. Jeremiah 30, chapter 17 in the New International Version. It says, but I, but I will restore you to health. There goes that word restore again. I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord, because you are called an outcast, Zion for whom no one cares. Could you imagine, my God, being an outcast, being someone that nobody wants to talk to? Could you be imagined, think about in the present day, someone that is homeless, and is on the streets. And if Jesus comes to him, comes to them himself and says, But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds because you are called an outcast. God specifically went to them because they're called an outcast. God doesn't go to the ones that are popular. God doesn't go to the ones that, you know, just try to make a name for themselves. No, he goes to the ones that nobody wants to be connected to. He goes to the one that everybody has exiled. He goes to the one that everybody has shamed, that everybody talks about, that everybody doesn't want to be connected to, that everybody is saying, oh, look at them. They don't have nothing. The one that everybody crosses the street when they see them and they frown their nose, frown their faces at them and, and, and just look at them as, they're, as if they're nothing. Those are the people that God goes to. And even thinking about yourself, maybe you are an outcast. And if we really think about it, we all have been outcasts. At some point in our lives, we all have been outcasts. And God looked at us and said, I choose them. I choose them. It's something that God loves when choosing someone that doesn't look the part, that doesn't sound the part, that's not qualified, that can't sing, that can't speak like Moses. He had a speech impediment. That may be shy and does not have boldness, but I'll choose them. I'll tell you for me, I was shy. I did not like speaking in front of people. And to be honest, I still don't. <laughs> Like, I still don't. However, with the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me, I'm able to speak God's word, not my own, but God's word. God looked at me and said, you know what? She's shy. But I'm going to build her up to speak boldly, to speak my word with confidence and knowing who she is. What has God said to you? When he chose you, what is it that he said to you? Healing, 
We're starting the process of being healed. There's so much work that God wants to do through you, but you have to start the healing process. You have to start the healing process. Let's go to Psalms chapter 103, verse 3. Then we're going to go down to verse 6 through 7 in the Amplified Version. Psalms 103, verse 3, and in verse 6 and 7. And it says, who forgives all sins? Who heals all your diseases? Hmm. Verse 6 says, the Lord executes righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways of righteousness and justice to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. God is again letting us know who he is. He had to let us know that, listen, I'm not new to this. I'm, you may not have known me as Jehovah Rapha, but I've been doing this. I've been healing. Who was it? Who was it? The one that made sure that every, oh my God, thank you, Holy Spirit. Who was the one that when those plagues were going on, the Egyptians, who was the one that made sure that the Israelites were covered with the blood of Jesus Christ? He told, he told them to put the blood over the doorposts so that when the angel of death had started going into the land, and was looking for the firstborn of every man. He said, put the blood over your doorposts so that I know that, oh, to, that the angel of death would know not to touch you. Every plague that the Egyptians had to endure, it did not touch the Israelites. He said, I am Jehovah Rapha. Let's go to Psalms 147, verse 3. Psalms 147, verse 3 in the Amplified. We're just simply, just really just laying, laying the foundation this week before we even get into types of healing. Psalms 147, verse 3 in the Amplified version. And it says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, healing their pain and comforting comforting their sorrow he heals the brokenhearted how many people are brokenhearted how many people have experienced hardship whether it be financial whether it be from um a past relationship whether it be from abandonment whether it be from um, rejection how many people are brokenhearted jehovah rapha is here to heal you if you let him he says, healing their pain and comforting their sorrow. Healing their pain and comforting their sorrow. The Holy Spirit, the comforter, is here, here to heal you if you let them. If you let them. My God. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 6 through 9 in the Amplified Version. 6 through 9 in the Amplified Version. Actually, I have the Amplified Classic Edition, so I'm just going to go ahead and read it. It says, Behold, in the future restored Jerusalem, I will lay upon it health and healing. 
I will cure them and will reveal to them the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, and truth. And I will cause the captivity of Judah and the captivity of Israel to be reversed. My God, reversed. That is another way of saying restore, bring back. It says, and the captivity of Israel to be reversed and will rebuild. There we go. Rebuild, re, re. Rebuild them as they were at first. And I will cleanse them from all the guilt and iniquity by which they have sinned against me. And I will forgive all their guilt. And I'm sorry, I said, right. And guilt and iniquity by which they have sinned and rebelled against me. And Jerusalem shall be to me a name of joy, a praise and a glory before all the nations of the earth that hear all the good I do for it. And they shall fear and tremble because of all the good and all the peace, prosperity, security, and stability I provide for it. My God, God is looking to restore. God is looking to reverse. God is looking to rebuild. My God, it's something about that word re, re, bringing you back to what was, my God. That's what this is all about. We say, I am healed. God, reverse. I reverse it, Lord. You may have received a diagnosis that doesn't look good. Cancer. Maybe stomach issue, respiratory issues. God says, I'm looking to reverse that thing, to bring back the breath in your body, to bring back the the functionality in your limbs. Bring it back. Bring back your sight. Bring back your hearing. Bring back your smell. There's some people that can't even smell because of the, the issues with their sinuses. Some people that have lost their taste because of it. God, restore. Lord God, restore. Reverse, God. Reverse it, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hosea chapter 6, verse 1 through 5 in the Amplified Version. Hosea chapter 6, verse 1 through 5 in the Amplified Version. The title says, the response to God's rebuke. I'm telling you, y'all, just listen to this. Come and let us return in repentance to the Lord, for he has torn us, but he will heal us. My God, to have such such grace and just humility and the fact that they know that God rebuked them. Could you imagine just thinking about your parents because God is our heavenly father, thinking about when, you know, you didn't, that you were disobedient to what your parents said. Say if you had a chore and you didn't complete that chore at the time frame that they told you. And then when they came home, they like, okay, I let you know that if you didn't do it, you're going to be on punishment. And imagine if your response was this. For he has torn us, but he will heal us. I know that I've been, that I'm being punished. But yet I know he, God basically will restore me that he still loves me. Continuing verse one, it says, he has wounded us, but he will bandage us. My God. He has wounded us, but he will bandage us. Basically saying, listen, like he told us off, 
for a good reason, but he's going to put us back together again. Why? Because he's the surgeon. He is the divine surgeon. Because he wants what's best for us. He wants to make sure that we don't have any impurities inside of us. He wants to make sure that if there's any bad behaviors, if there's any um any bad character traits that is inside of us, that he wants to get all of those things out, meaning that he has to tear us apart, take those things out, and then put us back together again. God will bandage us. Verse 2 says, after two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live before him. So God was already showing just how Jesus died, was buried, and rose on the third day. They are saying this is what God would do to us. He has to tear us apart. He will wound us. He will banish us. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up. That way we live before him. Jesus Christ lives forevermore. God is showing us the same process that his only begotten son had to go through. That is the same process that we as his children go through. The process of healing. It doesn't happen in one day. It's a continuous thing. We have to let God do the work and we truly want to be healed and we truly want to be set free and we truly want to be whole. Let God do the work on you. Let God tear you up, take away everything, take away every um, infirmity, take away everything that is not like him. Everything, hi Nia. Take away everything. Let him fill you up with more of him. Let him restore you. Let him revive you. Let him reverse it. My God. Verse 3 says, so let us know and become personally acquainted with him. Let us press on to know and understand fully the greatness of the Lord. To honor, heed, and deeply cherish him. My God. His appearing is prepared and is as certain as the dawn and he will come to us in salvation like the heavy rain like the spring rain watering the earth that is so beautiful my god god is looking to do to be to do the surgery on our heart but we gotta let him in we gotta let him in hallelujah we got to let him in. Let's move on. Healing. We're talking about healing tonight. Healing starts with salvation. And this is where I'm going to be coming to a close. Healing starts with salvation. How can we expect to receive healing from God when we haven't even accepted his only begotten son? We talked about a couple of weeks ago in John chapter 14, 6. It says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man will come into the Father but by me. God makes it plain and clear that in order to get to him, we must go through his son, who is the ultimate sacrifice, the Lamb of God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, our Savior. It starts with salvation. Accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is the first step. 
Let's go to Isaiah chapter 1 through 6 in the Amplified Version. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1 through 6 in the Amplified Version, it says, Who has believed was the topic, sorry, the title says the suffering servant. Who has believed, confidently trusted in, relied on, and adhered to our message of salvation? And to whom, if not us, has the arm and infinite power of the Lord been revealed? For he, the servant of God, grew up before him like a tender shoot plant and like a root out of dry ground. He has no stately form or majestic splendor that we would look at him, nor handsome appearance that we would be attracted to him. He was despised and rejected by men. You're talking about Jesus here. A man of sorrows and pain and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised. And we did not appreciate his worth or esteem him. But in fact, he has borne our griefs and he has carried our sorrows and pains. Yet we ignorantly assumed that he was stricken struck down by God and, de and degraded and humiliated by him. Verse five, listen to this. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our wickedness, our sin, our injustice, our, our wrongdoing. The punishment required for our well-being fell on him. And by his stripes, wounds, we are healed. Mama Sorobokoya. Verse 6 says, All of us like sheep have gone astray. We have turned each one to his own way. But the Lord has caused the wickedness of us all, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing, to fall on him instead of us. How powerful is that? Could you imagine committing a crime? Is somebody else taking the blame and serving the sentence? That's what Jesus did. We lived a life full of sin. And Jesus died for us. He shed his blood and paid the price even before we were manifested in flesh. Because what did we talk about last week? It says... God knew us before we were formed into our mother's womb. He knew us, thought about us even before our mother and our father got together, even before we were formed in our mother's womb. You say, you know what? I'm going to send my only begotten son to die on the cross for their sins so that they, their sins are already forgiven. You say, how is that possible? We learned last week that we're chosen. God already chose us. God already chose us even before we were born. He already knew what we're going to do. He already knew who he was going to write in the Lamb's Book of Life. He already knew the mistakes that we we're going to make. He already knew the people that we we're going to, the relationships that we we're going to be in, that we're not supposed to be in. Where he already knew the sins that we we're going to commit. And he said, I'm going to send my son to be the ultimate sacrifice so that they don't have to pay the price for their sins. I'm going to send my son 
to pay the price, to be the ransom. To be the ransom. What kind of love is that? Only the unconditional love of God. Which leads me into the call of salvation in Romans 10. Verse 9 through 10 in the NIV, which is a new international version. It says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is the Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith. And you are what? You are saved. So just like we've been talking about affirmations and affirming ourselves and speaking life into existence. If you want to reap the benefits of being chosen, if you want to receive your healing, you must accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That is where your healing process starts. Guess what? It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Why? Because Jesus already paid the price. All you have to do is make the commitment. All you have to do is confess it with your mouth and then believe it in your heart. That's all you have to do. If you believe that Jesus is a healer and you want him to heal you, accept them into your heart. And say this prayer of salvation with me. Raise your hands and say, Lord God, I am a sinner. I come before you, Father, asking that you forgive me of every sin that I've committed. I thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins, for shedding your blood, being buried and rising again so that I can have life and have it eternally. Thank you, Jesus, for paying the price just for me. Jesus. I need you in my life as my savior because I'm ready to be healed. I'm ready to make the commitment to live a life without, without sin. I thank you, Jesus, because of you, I can live a life where I can repent and I'm, my sins are already forgiven. So Jesus, I thank you. I ask that you wash me. Cleanse me, make me whole, and I will forever serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you pray that prayer of salvation, welcome into the body of Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. God has heard your cry. God has heard your confession. And he says, welcome, welcome. Welcome into the body of Christ. Today is your birthday. Today is your birthday. Your identity has been restored. My God. The person that you were just were yesterday, you're not that person anymore. Why? Because all the old things are behind you. Behold, all things are new before you. God has restored your purity 
in your integrity as we learn today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. One last call for the one that may have gotten from under God's grace and has been the lost sheep and you stepped away from God because you've been hurt in the church and people have talked about you, people have lied on you, people have treated you dirty and you allowed yourself to disconnect from God and you even blamed God for what they did. And you realize now that that was a mistake because you know you need God more now than you than you ever did before. And you often ask yourself, how do I get back? How do I get back to having that relationship that I once had with God? I miss the talks. I miss the quality time. I miss my heavenly father. I miss the one who created me. I miss Jesus. No one loved me like Jesus. No one ever will. And you heard God's call to you to come back home, prodigal son, prodigal daughter. It's not too late. If you're listening now or if you're watching, this is your moment. This is the time to come back. Tomorrow is not promised. Jesus said, come back home. He's waiting with open arms to wrap you in his arms and to tell you, welcome home. And God will heal you. He will restore. He will restore your identity. So I encourage you to say this prayer of rededication with me with your arms and your hands up, up high. Say, Lord Jesus. Forgive me, Father, for turning my back on you. Forgive me, Lord, for stepping out of your will. Jesus, I allowed myself to allow trials and tribulations and things that other people have done to me to cause me to be disconnected from you. But Jesus, forgive me. For I know that I need you back in my life and I ask that you come back into my life. Be my savior again. Be my healer again. Be my God. Be my friend. Once again, Lord God, I already know what you've done for me. I already know that you died for me. And Father, I surrender myself to you for real this time. And I make a commitment to you to never turn my back on you again. Jesus, I thank you for giving me another chance to get it right. From now, forevermore, I will forever serve you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer of rededication, welcome back into the body of Christ. Welcome back into the body of Christ. Welcome back. God loves you and he cares for you. And guess what? Now your healing process begins. Now your healing process begins. And don't allow the enemy to convince you that if you don't feel, feel it in this moment, maybe it's still some residue. Maybe you still feel the pain from the rejection or the pain from the loss of a loved one. Listen, 
What did we learn tonight? It's a continual process. There's still some things that God is still healing me. There's still some things, and that's mental, that's emotional, that's spiritual. So now that you've accepted Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, you came back home and are a part of the body of Christ again, make sure you tune in next week because we're going to learn about types of healing. Just to give you a preview, types of healing we're going to learn about is spiritual healing, mental healing, emotional healing, physical healing, and holistic healing. So trust me, you want to come back so you know where do I, you want to be able to identify where you're at and what type of healing you need in this season of your life. So I love you guys so much. Please follow I Am Imperfectly Perfect on Facebook, which is I Am Imperfectly Perfect Inc. Incorporated and on Instagram, I underscore am um, underscore imperfectly perfect. And guess what? We are available on all podcast platforms. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Make sure you keep out for it. We are on um, all of these channels at 6 p.m. Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. So make sure you spread the word. And I will be back next week. I love you guys so much. Make sure you keep me in prayer as I always will keep you guys in prayer. Continue to encourage yourself and say these words of affirmations. Let's say it together. I am healed. One more time. I am healed. All right, guys. I love you so much. I'll see you guys next week. Have a blessed night.